welcome again to Radio Life Ray. Uh, this time I'm sitting with uh, another few people here and I'm referring to this uh, in preparing the recording as The Brian's. Um, so I'm sitting here with two Brian's with an I and one Brian with a Y. Uh, hi Brian's. Hello. Hola. Hello. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, uh, you all are Brian's, uh, but what else can you do, uh, can you say about you? About yourself. Um, what would you like to know? Well, you're obviously involved in LifeRay, mm -hmm. and uh, you somehow all have in common uh, not only your name, that, uh, but that you were involved with LifeRay quite early with the project, uh, with the company. Uh, you all are founders of the company, and uh, well, it's like, how did you find each other? Uh, how did you get started? Okay. And what's your current job in LifeRay or current role in LifeRay? Uh, as it's probably more a role than a job. Mm -hmm. in terms of, hey, this is my 9-to-5 job. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. So um, this is Brian with a Y, Brian Chung, and I um, got involved in Life Free back in 2004 when we started the commercial side of the company. And uh, Brian Chan had been working on the project for about four years before that. Um, I was in L.A. I had met uh, Brian several years before that um, at another consulting company that uh, went out of business with the uh, dot-com crash in 2001. Uh, we kind of did our own thing for several years. Um, I think he was actually working uh, with some folks uh, down in L.A. on uh, media buying, and, and I ended up in L.A. working with uh, Universal Music Group. Um, and then this opportunity came where uh, one of our first customers... Uh, actually wanted to use LifeRay and pay for services, so that's that's when I started getting involved. So to add some color to that, <laughs> uh, so I first met Brian Chung in 2000, and uh, he didn't like me at first because uh, I wore a shirt to a band that he didn't like. <laughs> but we quickly became friends because we were stuck on a project together, and. Um, we were there for three months, and during those three months, I got to know him really well. Um, I even got to learn to love kimchi because he made me eat it uh, every day. <laughs> and um, and we, after the company worked for, went out of business. Uh, we went our separate ways, and but I always kept uh, him in mind because um, he was and still is one of the smartest people I know. And um, I approached him and asked him what he was doing because we needed. Uh, people for, for LifeRay. And I found out that he was uh, taking a year off to try to be a musician, uh, to pursue his love of music. <laughs> and uh, prior to taking a year off, he had actually um, taken the LSAT, which in America, that's the test that you take before uh, you can go to law school. And he scored uh, at, a, at a very high percentile, enough so that a lot of uh, law schools actually sent him papers to have him apply there. He got into some law school, forgot its name, I think it's in New York. Columbia. Oh, Columbia, okay. And, uh, but deferred it for a year, and during that one year he needed a job, so uh, I told him uh, why we're at LifeRay and, and what, the, what the vision was, and, and he started there, and it was supposed to be a temp job, um, but slowly uh, he, he started, I think, as a coder, 
Then he became a, then he switched to business development. And then one day I realized, hey, Brian, I think you do this much better than I do. So you should be the CEO instead. And he's done that since, I don't know when we made that transition. I think 2006. 2006. So So I got managed out of engineering. Yeah, he got managed out of engineering. (laughs) He's a much better CEO than he is a programmer. (laughs) Okay. So that also kind of reflects me and Brian's roles uh, in the company. Um, I try to make things sound, um, you know, palatable to uh, the public, and then Brian keeps me honest. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Brian Kim. Uh, as many of you probably know, we are all Asian. Um, what you probably also know is that we were all computer science majors in, uh, in our universities. Um, the interesting fact of that is uh, I had been, I knew Brian actually at our university for about a year and a half probably. We met in our third year of college. Um, both of us were CS majors and interestingly enough, um, Brian likes to tell the story where, um, where I sort of helped him out with one of his classes and he thinks that was attributed to his graduating. But um, I think in the same way, uh, what a lot of people don't know is that he probably helped me get through the university as well. Uh, what, uh, you know, I think for how we met, basically, Brian and I split our ways after college. Um, he went off to work for a dot-com startup. I worked for a different dot-com startup in Chicago, where he, whereas he was out in Los Angeles. And then um, I moved on to uh, get my master's and then went to work for Accenture. And then it wasn't until 2004 that he actually contacted me to join LifeRay. And um, I remember very distinctly thinking that I was probably at some point going to go to get my master's in uh, business, uh, my MBA. And then uh, I remember distinctly Brian Chan telling me, why do you need an MBA when um, you can learn everything that you need to learn at LifeRay? (laughs) (laughs) And you can learn it firsthand. I remember thinking, you know, like, you know, does that, does that, will that really work for me? But um, as you can kind of see, uh, along with Brian Chung, I've sort of moved away from the engineering side and, and moved towards the business. So, uh, you know, I think there's a lot definitely that I personally, and I think all of us in general have, have learned in, in growing this, in this business. Yeah. I have to really thank um, B. Ken because, um, one of the things about LifeRay is, um, I'm, and people see me as, as the, uh, the primary engineer in LifeRay, and I did do a lot of coding, um, but coding is actually not my strong suit. Uh, when I was in college, uh, we both went to the University of Chicago, I was dead last in my CS class. I remember, it was, I was literally last. And uh, I was very scared of not graduating because, I mean, at least in my family, if I did not graduate in four years, that would have been just, I mean, I, my parents would have been extremely upset with me. And we were paying, you know, an arm and a leg to go to school. Um, and uh, I remember one night, I was, it was my AI class. And we had four problems, uh, four our problem set every week. And I knew that as long as I could do uh, two of the problems on the problem set, and I somehow wrote something on my midterm and final, I'd at least get a C in the class. And if I got a C in the class at least I could graduate. But that night, I could only do half 
of a problem on, on a problem set with four questions. So I was so scared. And I remember just uh, going to bed that night, uh, literally, literally crying. And I said, um, God, um, everything that belongs to me is yours anyways. So it's not like I can make a deal with you. Um, that doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Um, but God, help me to graduate. And if you do, then I'll use uh, my CS degree uh, for your glory, uh, which I should do anyways. And I went to sleep. And a couple hours later, I think like 2 or 3 a.m., I hear a knock on my door, and there, you know, B. Kim, he was there, and he um, gave me the answers to the problem set that he got from the TA, because I don't think he understood it either. <laughs> um, and I only did two out of the four, so it wouldn't look um, that bad, and, and, I, and I passed, and that gave me enough courage to keep going, and... Um, if it weren't for that, I would have given up uh, computer science, and I wouldn't even have gone into the technical field. So I have a lot to uh, thank um, thank God for, but um, also, you know, B. Kim, uh, my friend. And it was, it was really fun in college because he lived um, one floor below me, so I would just open my door uh, to my room, uh, hop down the stairs, you know, jump down, and then open another door, and there he was. And, and we'd do homework together, and it was really fun. And I never thought that those type of, those experiences would carry on beyond college, and we get to do that nowadays where, you know, we ha- we've had this long project called work together, and, and we have different fires that come up or different ideas, and we constantly get to, you know, fight them together, and it's, it's really fun. So very thankful for that. I think what's, what's interesting is, you know, a lot of us have our own titles, our work titles, but, um, and, and a lot of things, people think that we're, we're here to build a business, but I think what a lot, what's, what's sort of left off is the fact that we're really here to build relationships with the people, um, within this company, with, um, those outside of the company that are somewhat uh, a part of our ecosystem and um, ultimately that is really just about building those relationships and I think that's all what we've all sort of really enjoyed you know yeah I remember um, after I graduated uh, Brian Kim and Brian Chung were both at my wedding and nine years and almost ten years later you know we we're both at Brian Kim's wedding and he just, Brian Kim just got married a month or so ago. Well, I, I hope it won't be 10 years until the next time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hopefully you'll get married. But I don't think that's anyone else's choice but yours, B. Chung. So, uh, well, someone has a choice. Yeah, someone has a choice, yeah. So it's just, you know, really fun, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, I think, you know, especially when we, we, had, our, uh, we had a small company dinner just a couple of days ago, and where all of us were able to just sit next to each other and hang out and have a few beers and have dinner together. I think that sort of um, helps to remind us that it's not just about software, you know, that it's about um, the friends and the, you know, relationships and the coworkers and the bonding time that you have together that makes it really enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I was at that dinner and I, I remember feeling that too. Um, one of the people we've been fortunate to meet is uh, just this, you know, crazy, in a good way, uh, Serbian, um, who somehow manages to get uh, very conservative uh, Asian and German people to uh, break out singing um, in the middle of a public dinner space. And, you know, that's the sort of thing that uh, 
really reminds us of, of why we're so fortunate to, to have this company. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of different cultures and ethnicities from all, from all over the world. And, you know, it's hard to believe that we're so uh, blessed to have the opportunity to be hanging out with these different people that we never would have otherwise been able to had we not been a part of Life Race. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. yeah the, the other thing I thought about was um, I, I think all three of us had different things that we wanted to do, um, whether it was Brian with his MBA, uh, myself, I wanted to go to law school, get involved with uh, maybe international relations. I mean, you know, still have the rock star dream and all that, but, um, um, you know, I wanted to affect change from a policy level or, 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 or through diplomacy and, and Brian, you know, he's, uh, he had considered, uh, you know, living overseas, uh, doing nonprofit work as well. And, um, through the last seven years, for example, um, I've probably done more legal review and work, uh, than I would have, um, after graduating from law school. Um, I, I think you could argue that Brian Kim has had, you know, a crash course in uh, business administration uh, in a more, you know, real and, and uh, practical sense than maybe that two-year degree would have given him. And um, Brian has, with the rest of us, had the opportunity to travel around the world to some of uh, the most interesting places and, and to make a difference in people's lives uh, through the businesses that we build. Yeah, and you're definitely traveling around the world. Uh, after all, you're not located on the same floor anymore, uh, but in different parts of the continent or actually the world. And uh, well, in your cases, that's uh, Brian Chan, mainly I'm in LA. LA. Yeah. Uh, well, mainly because uh, well, now you haven't been there for a month, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big Kim, Brian Kim in Chicago. Typically, that's correct. I guess as, as long as I see your Twitter stream um, that mentions where where else on this world you are, and Brian Chung is uh, we're working from this office, from the German office where we currently all meet uh, just after the European Symposium. Mm -hmm. um, so that's uh, a lot farther uh, further away than just next floor, but well, still seems to be really uh, well good and and. Uh, warm to have all of you um, at the same place. Um, yeah, as I didn't really uh, well have any, any uh, hard questions for you, uh, naturally getting, getting all of you together uh, in, from completely different uh, roles, uh, all of you, C-level, uh, chief... Uh, Executive Officer, CEO, COO, and CSA, Chief Sof Software Architect. Well, how, how often do you actually see each other or, or work together, speak to each other on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? I don't know. I, I think we have a chance to work together in person probably every two to three months. Um, but on the phone, Skype, email, every day, more or less. Certainly with Brian Kim. Uh, mm -hmm. Less these days with Brian Chan, but... But we're in constant communication. I think the challenging thing is is the time zone. <laughs> yeah. When um, you know when you're nine hours apart from LA, sometimes it's mm -hmm. hard to schedule those meetings. Yeah, yeah. So you have been in the in the company from from inception, like 2004, when the company yeah. started, and uh, 
And the company is currently, uh, as far as I'm seeing, and since I'm uh, since I've joined, uh, growing like crazy. Is that since the beginning, or was there a more calm period in the beginning? I mean, there's well, no, it's how, always how been that, that way, uh, pretty much. We've tried to always grow very organically, and um, even though our growth has been crazy, in reality, it hasn't been that crazy. We've always grown at a at the same percent. Every couple year, you know, every couple months, we'll hire, you know, we'll grow a little bit, and we do that in order to ensure that uh, the company doesn't get away from us, and it just becomes another entity that we lose connection with, and um, yeah. So I think the hardest year was probably our first year, two thousand four, um, when it was just the four of us, including Mike Young, who's not here. When I was still writing code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, you know, that was probably the hardest for us because it was sort of our make it or break it year. Um, you know, we had, I guess, some, some level of adoption of Life Ray back then. Um, definitely not to the, the same level of growth that we see today, but, um, you know, we had one, one client and we weren't really sure what would happen uh, after that. And I think we were just very fortunate that um, we saw some growth after that first year. And um, since then, we haven't really looked back, and we've been able to figure out a way to um, build a business around open source and around LifeRay successfully. But I think a lot of us sort of um, sacrificed in that first year in certain ways um, that we wouldn't have expected. You know, I, I can probably share one of my stories, but um, I'm sure all of us have some level of stories in which you know we sacrifice. Like Brian Chan, he sacrificed his his his. Uh, his house where he had probably you know 15 people staying at his house with one bathroom at one point um, for myself I was uh, sleeping on an air mattress um, with all my clothes on the ground um, living that way and with Brian Chan I don't know he probably has his own personal experience as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's been part of several keynotes I think <laughs> I've seen one of them yeah well, I, I think you, you sacrificed quite a bit for it. <laughs> but. but I don't know. I mean, and, and maybe this is just my experience, but um, it, it's always been fun, I guess. And, you know, I, I tend to be a more private person, so I, I like to have my alone time and all that. But uh, even this week, um, you know, Brian and a couple of our uh, engineers and uh, Joe were um, over at our apartment in Frankfurt and you know they were sleeping on the couch sleeping on a mattress on the floor and um, we actually talked about it we said well who would have thought that at, at 33, 34 years of age um, or thir for 38 uh, father of three for one of us that uh, we would still be doing this and you know getting uh dinner sandwich at, uh, you know, 1230 at night. And, um, you know, it, it, it's actually a, a blessing to, um, you know, not be changed completely by the success in, in, in a bad way and still sort of at the end of the day to boil it down to uh, the essence of, um, you know, being with people that uh, that you respect and and that are your friends and, and building something together and I think that's something that's very hard to come by uh, you can certainly have good friends and you can have people that you're working on something together with but to have the confluence of a community 
that also has a very strong purpose um, is, is very difficult, and, and that's what we're blessed with. Yeah, and one of the things I've uh, learned the most over the years is um, none of, individually, none of us could do this. We're, um, we all have different God-given uh, strengths and weaknesses, and it's through uh, humbling ourselves to each other uh, where iron sharpens iron that uh, we've all grown over the years. Uh, and, and, and it's in that process that it, our, our souls mature. So, from this process. One more thing that just came to my mind, uh, just on the title of the episode that I had, that I introduced this with the Bryans, uh, what uh, we didn't mention, and sadly he had to leave before we uh, could record this episode, is Mike Young, who is also among the founders. Well, you, you four make the founders of LifeRay. Um, so, how did you meet um, Brian? Uh, no. <laughs> the other one. You're already renaming him. Yeah. <laughs> the honorary Brian. How did you meet the honorary Brian, Mike? Uh, so what happened was, um, I don't know how I knew him from my I am list, but somehow I had him on I am. But he went to college with uh, my wife, Karis, and he, he had somehow word had gotten around that um, I was a programmer and I could help out or, or knew something. And he wanted to, oh, I made a website for our wedding. So he wanted to make a website for his wedding a couple months later. And I convinced him to use EJBs <laughs> for his website. That's important for a wedding. Exactly. Because I said, Mike. You have to be scalable. Exactly. You have to be scalable. You have to use EJBs. Okay. And he couldn't get it to work. So I had a couple of uh, IM conversations with him. And I pointed him in the right direction. And he figured it out. So I was like, wow, this guy's pretty smart. And then uh, when we needed an extra consultant for our uh, first client, um, uh, Mike Young volunteered to be that consultant uh, because I just went through my IM list because he was on there. And he hated uh, the uh, accommodations of his previous job because it was high security. So he'd go into a room, everything was vaulted. He wasn't allowed to even talk to anyone because you didn't know if the next person was somebody bad or not. He wasn't allowed to use a cell phone. He had to bring his own fridge. He couldn't share a fridge with somebody else. Mm -hmm. so, and then it was just you know a windowless cement block area. And he just did not like that type of environment. And so he, he quit his job and decided to join LifeRay. And when he did that, we only had a, a consulting gig for maybe two, three days. And I was like, are you sure you want to quit your job? And I, and I was so scared. Because the pressure for, for us as, as startups is always, when are we going to get our next meal? And it's one thing for me to worry about me and my family. It's another thing for me to worry about me, my family, you and your family. And that was so much stress. And at that time, for some odd reason, he just didn't care. So he took the risk and just jumped and, and started. And, and that's, I, I, without him taking that risk, we wouldn't exist. Because we would have always just stayed as a one-man shop. I would have been too scared to hire more people. But once he did that and then we saw more work, they were like, hey, we can hire more people. And that's when B. Chung and B. Kim came along. Yeah, so we have Mike Young to thank for risking his, his career. Yeah. <laughs> so we can think of him as employee number two. Yep, he was employee number two. Mm -hmm. And sort of the other one would be, would be Karis. Even though she, mm -hmm. she, she just sort of married herself into it. Um, <laughs> When we, uh, 
when, anyways, when we were dating, I had a rule where after a 10 o'clock, um, I'd just go home. And, and so she never did, and she never knew what I would do after 10 o'clock. And what I would do was code. So after we got married, it, was, it would be 10 o'clock again. And I'd say, okay, bye, Karis. I'm going to go to my computer and code for two hours. I, I, was, I always try to be very disciplined that way. And so she was just very surprised with life, right? And she didn't, um, she didn't work after we got married uh, for personal reasons. And um, part of our first client uh, kept getting these uh, bills from us. And after a while, the bill amount was pretty large. And they basically said, Brian, we can't pay you the, pay this amount for you if the invoice is in notepad. So she basically started uh, and did you know, all of her invoices. Then she did her HR. Then she figured out how to, how to do all our taxes. And she basically became company in a box. And without her, we, we wouldn't have made it through the first year. Yeah, she, she had her hands in a lot of things behind the scenes that yeah. none of us would have had the time or interest or the, the uh, flexibility to do so yeah. I, I think any you know in any marriage the husband or the wife could be either very supportive of, of what their spouse is doing or uh, be really against it and that's going to make or break um, you know the, the efforts and I, I think in this situation uh, Karis has always been very very supportive of Brian um, and She's also been through a lot because of life rate um, that I think has required great sacrifice and patience on her part. So, yeah. One more completely different angled question is um, life race or well, not, not really life race, but your uh, stated exit strategy from the company, which is not really an exit strategy, but uh, well, what others would refer to as what's, what's your long-term plans with the company? Our progression uh, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> the no-exit strategy. Um. Uh, I'll go ahead and speak on it. Um, or did you want to be, Chong? Um, I think a, a lot of companies um, exist just to be sold, um, to make a profit, and we're, we're not in it for that. Um, my desire is to be as happy as I can be um, and I know that for me the uh, the way to be happy is um, uh, loving God and uh, specifically Christ and uh, my expression of that is through uh, work uh, loving other people and enabling other people to work so that we can serve each other and um, I don't think I could do that participant in that without a business and I never want to retire I mean to me the idea of retirement uh, seems weird um, if, if, I, if I could work until the day I died I'd be extremely happy uh, doing that um, and yeah that's, that's why we're at LifeRay I mean we're, we're in it to try to you know create a business that can serve other people um I guess just to put a couple more angles on that. Uh, one is, a, you know, we shared about our background and the different things that we wanted to do. Um, one of the conclusions that I know Brian and I uh, both came to uh, with respect to how to make an impact on the world was that businesses uh, uniquely suited to making certain kinds of impact that you may not be able to do uh, with a nonprofit venture. 
Um, I, I personally feel that uh, um, it's natural for people to work and to be paid for their work and to create value through that process. And I think uh, we definitely need to have uh, to show mercy uh, in circumstances that uh, require it. Um, at the same time, if you look at situations like in Africa where uh, there has been substantial aid provided uh, to African countries uh, over the last several decades, um, there are problems that came out of that because of, of corruption that happened, uh, because of uh, you know, not being incentivized and not being motivated uh, to, for people to increase their skills. Um, and it hasn't been until Chinese companies recently um, actually have come in and said, you know, we're not going to give you aid. We're actually going to ask you to help us, uh, you know, uh, d d develop um, and, and mine these minerals or, uh, you know, we want to come in and build a, a railroad or, or a power station. Basically, they engaged Africa with economic activity. And, and people are now talking about um, uh, they're certainly talking about the Asian century, but they're also talking about this being the African century and, and the time for Africa to really um, develop economically and, and rise out of uh, the situation that they've been in uh, for some time. So um, I, I think for us, it's, it's also about building a, a vehicle that is sustaining, uh, that, that makes impact, that changes people's lives in a way that they can be proud of, uh, of participating in that and not, you know, just being given something, uh, you know, for free. Well, I guess um, from my end, I don't have any other questions now, like things that uh, we would need this round for. There will probably some uh, a while after that. So probably immediately when we close the recording, but uh, <laughs> for now, is there anything that you would like to add? Uh, I, I guess I'd be curious for you, Olaf, because you came into us from the community. You probably had some idea about what we were about, or at least what we said we were about um, as yep. a company before you joined. And, you know, I, I know you and I have talked about things like uh, commercial licensing versus open source and are we really being open source and true to that? But I'm just wondering, uh, maybe apart from the specific open source stuff, like, have you felt that uh, we've been true to that vision or, or do you have suggestions on how we could improve that? Um, well, it's turning around. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've stated my, my joining uh, of LifeRay. Uh, uh, I did so... Uh, no, let me start that differently. I got to learn about LifeRay just before the uh, 2008 European Symposium, uh, saw that there was a symposium on and I joined, uh, knowing next to nothing about LifeRay, just a few weeks after the first installation, basically. Uh, version 5.1, uh, which was literally a white canvas uh, that a portal is, uh, no control panel, no administrative interface, and I was completely puzzled, like, what am I doing with this? Um, <laughs> So then there's this symposium, and I come and, uh, well, get here and uh, kind of really enjoyed it. Um, got all of the talks, so I sat through all of the, all of the sessions and, and really got some knowledge, information overflow at 11, I'm referring that to. Um, 2009, I was 
kind of known in the community. Um, so people approached me, knew my face, um, and uh, that was when actually we we all um, talked um, during the symposium one time or another. And that was when basically my expectations about what I think what the company is about uh, just were formed. Um, maybe 2008, definitely 2009. And when I joined in 2010, April to be uh, exact, I'm referring to that time as uh, when I joined, I had completely vastly overstated expectations. Um, so I was experienced, uh, I, I was expecting, I don't know, whatever. And I knew that was completely over the top and like all of the expectations, every company uh, tries to, to put themselves into a very good light uh, with uh, public uh, events like symposiums or with people that, that actually apply to a job. Um, well, then I started. Um, incidentally, all of you were um, just in the German office that time, um, <laughs> that day, so I had a very nice welcome committee. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd like to say that all of my expectations were completely met. Well, it got better since then. So I can only say, yeah, from my experience, um, that's been quite a lot um, that I got um, from this company and that I hope to give, give back to, well, the company, um, to you guys, to the community, to whoever I'm working with, uh, to the customers. So I can only say thank you for that. Yeah, and I guess, I don't know, with that, uh, also thank you for taking the time um, I know that you're quite busy these days, uh, just meeting here for about a week and uh, yeah, taking the time to, to go through several projects and yeah, let's not keep you from that. And thanks, thanks a lot. Thank thanks you for, for being here. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. All right.